Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark, in the 15th chapter of Mark, and Jesus has just died. In the previous episode, verse 37 said this, Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. Verse 38, and the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now, let me just really encourage you as you uh, press on to glory, as you read the scripture, uh, pay real close attention. Okay, read it slowly. Uh, read it. Have it read to you. We can all do that through computers and phones, various apps. You can listen to the word. But pay close attention because none of these things are throwaway lines. The Lord has given all the information that he's given in all the Gospels and throughout his word for us to glean from, to take in. And everything is important. So we saw in the previous episode about this veil of the temple being torn in two from the top to bottom. Now listen to verse 39. And this is one of these verses that you've heard read and read. And people read, read it. They read over it, they read through it, but they're pressing on through a narrative, and they never stop to think. They never ask the questions, the great questions of life. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? (laughs) Otherwise known as reporter questions, right? So verse 39, when the centurion, who was standing right in front of him, saw the way that he, Jesus, breathed his last, he, the centurion, said, Truly this man was the Son of God. Now think about that again. Let me read this. I'm going to read it slowly. When the centurion, who was standing right in front of Jesus, saw the way that Jesus breathed his last, the centurion said, Truly this man was the Son of God. Now, we've likely heard and understand that there was a centurion. There were Roman soldiers there. They had been tasked with taking Jesus out and killing him and crucifying him. They would have been skilled in such. They would have been experienced in such. This is not their first time of doing this. But I love how Mark brings out these details, which I think are profoundly significant. When the centurion, who was standing right in front of him, Mark says that. He makes a big deal of this. He's standing right in front of him. Now, remember, Mark received his information from the Holy Spirit. Yes, from the Father. He received his information from Peter. He traveled with Peter, and Peter told him all about the things that occurred, but Peter was not here at this time. Okay, John was. And so it gives us some insight and some things. (laughs) Also, what about the centurion? Truly, this man was the Son of God? Is that not a proclamation and a declaration of faith and belief? (laughs) That popped up in a gathering here lately. And this gathering actually went sideways, which is often the case in these things. And uh, if you you were just listening in, I mean, you would just cringe. Because I know what was intended. Okay, I know what was meant to be said, I believe. But, you know, if we don't accurately handle the word of truth, if we don't accurately handle the English language, 
you know, words have meanings, folks. And they don't mean what you want them to mean. They mean what they mean. Okay. And so um, by the time this little side discussion got done, there was a list of 10 or 12 things that you have to do to be saved, to prove that you're saved. You have to do this, 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 this. If you don't believe this, then you're not saved. And it's just totally wrong. What does it take to be saved? What it takes is belief. You believe, and not the belief of the demons. Even the demons believe, and they shudder. But this is, I love what Michael Heiser calls it. He says this believing loyalty. You believe, and you're loyal to the Most High God. That doesn't mean that you know everything that God has revealed in His Scripture or everything that He's revealed in the world. No person knows everything, okay? But to sit there and say, well, you must believe, and you must do this, you must do that, you must, and you have to believe what I believe about this theology and what I believe about this theology. Now, you know what? All the things they were talking about tonight are true. They're, they're truth. Yeah, you, you need to believe that. But you know what? If you don't believe that right there, you can still be saved and be wrong. I'll give you an example. There's people who uh, are believers, and they don't believe in the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's a grievous error. Okay, I believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. There's no doubt. Scripture is very clear about that. But you can't come along and say, well, you're not saved because you don't believe that in the way that I believe it. No, but you believe what this centurion believed. Truly, this man was the Son of God. Now, only the Lord knows the heart of the centurion. Maybe the centurion was just making a statement, and that was it. You know, a statement of fact. I have a sneaky suspicion that it was a statement of belief because what's that? He's standing right in front of him. And know what happened here? The centurion, truly this man was the son of God. What did he base that upon? When he saw the way Jesus breathed his last. Let me read the verse again. When the centurion, who was standing right in front of him, saw the way Jesus breathed his last. When that centurion saw the way that Jesus breathed his last breath, well, how did he breathe it? Well, again, this centurion was experienced. He had seen people die on the cross. It's a horrific way to execute somebody. They struggle and gasp for error uh, for hours, often days. I want to say, I ran, I ran across this. I wasn't looking for it. I stumbled across it a few months ago. I think the longest historical account we have somebody on the cross before they died was like eight days, something like that. And so uh, he had seen horrific things like this. But he saw Jesus give up his spirit. He saw the seven phrases that Jesus, and he heard those phrases that Jesus spoke from the cross. He saw how Jesus took care of his mom. He saw and heard how the Lord says, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me here? And then he saw how he breathed his last. And when he saw that, when he saw that, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Think about that, folks. This guy, Roman soldier, Gentile in all likelihood, what, 99% chance he's a Gentile, right? So he didn't know all the things about the law. Now, he'd learned some things. He's stationed there in Jerusalem. You know, he learned some things about the Jews, about Israel and stuff like that. But this centurion, when he saw right in front of him what occurred, when he saw how Jesus died, when he saw that Jesus gave himself 
up. When he saw how quickly it occurred, and he knew that this it was not the normal way it happened. What was his proclamation? Truly, this man was the Son of God. And I don't think he stood up and shouted it out in a, uh, uh, an evangelistic kind of way. I think that the revelation, that the understanding that just came upon him rattled him to the depths of his soul. I really, really do. Well, I, I planned on pressing on several more verses, but we just got through that one, didn't we? <laughs> so we'll, we'll stop right here. and We'll continue the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. Think about this. This is Mark 15, 39. I'll see you in the next episode.